Thank you for listening in on the Everything Brought to Light podcast. Today, I will be giving the floor to Nicole Wasilishan, who is the daughter of murdered Stephanie Wasilishan. If you want to get involved with this case, I've linked the necessary websites such as their change.org, TikTok, and website in the video description. Without further ado, let's get right into this. Uh, my mom's waited 30 years for some kind of um, justice, accountability. Just the fact that her name is being said and heard is amazing. So thank you. Yes, yes, no problem. So start from the beginning of when everything started happening. Okay, so my mom was shot and killed during a domestic. So this is my little sister's father. And we were a happy family. We lived in Sedona, Arizona. This is 1993. I was 10 years old. My little sister was three. Um, we had been in Sedona about two years. And the relationship was starting to break down. As a child, I didn't know this. As an adult, now I know what was happening. So I'm going to tell you what I know. Um, the relationship was breaking down because the Russell, her boyfriend, was so involved with work. They they um, were opening this brand new Italian restaurant in Sedona. And just the fact that moving us to Sedona was a big deal, like to raise our kids in Sedona. It, it's really rich. Lee, have you ever heard of Sedona? I have. I actually went there last year to go hiking. It's beautiful. So it was a big deal for my family to get this offer. So they jumped on it. So they they all in on the restaurant and and Russell really did go all in. I mean, he he spent his life at the restaurant. And if you ask me if we were a happy family in Sedona, I'll honestly tell you, Ethan, I don't even remember him being around. I remember my mom, the house, my little sister, the dog, the cat, like we were a little happy unit. And I remember my mom being really unhappy with the fact that Russell was never around. And the relationship was starting to break down because he was working too much and he was neglecting her. And she was starting to have extracurricular affairs. We know about this, you know, after the fact, she was cheating on him and she was looking to get out. And on the night of her murder was July 8th, 1993. I remember my mom being on the phone a lot that night and she was on the phone like six hours. It felt like and we were getting yelled at to go to your room, be quiet. And I know now what she was doing. She was calling my aunt, Wendy, who's her best friend. They're only like a year apart in age. And she was telling Wendy that she wasn't happy. She wanted to leave. You know, Russell was taking all her money. He was going the, that weekend to New York for some kind of cooking thing and was stealing some of her money. And uh, she was getting really upset about it. And as she, you know, she was drinking some beers, you know, as you do, you're off work. Six, seven o'clock, she started drinking. And then she called my dad. Now, been broke up like seven years but they still talked frequently but they didn't talk for an hour an hour and a half and on this night they did because my mom was unhappy and she was venting to her ex and the relationship the, the conversation started to veer off well like well what if you come back and they made plans that night my mom and my dad made plans she was gonna pack up the house that weekend when russell was out of town and move us back down to my dad and th this was in motion and three hours after she makes this decision, she ends up dead. So I just think it's really suspect that the motive is just now coming out. They didn't seem to want to do any investigating back in 1993. And the fact that I had to grow up, read the case file and literally read my dad's interview and, and look, look at it and go, hey, that's not what my dad has said for 30 years. My dad's stories remain the same. So just last month, 30 years after my mom's murder, I got the Sedona Police Department to interview my father. Finally, the case is active because of the media pressure that I'm applying. So we'll see if my mom will get that justice and accountability that we've been waiting for. 
whenever it comes to the media presence, is there like a number people can call um, to kind of say like, hey, don't forget about this case? Oh, I have a website. We just got a website up and going. Okay. Within Perfect. the last month, I mean, I went viral on TikTok and then that's where the podcasts are starting to roll. Last year, we okay. got some, we were on Fox News, which was great. And one or two podcasts picked us up. But I mean, TikTok has been an amazing platform to get the message out there. I couldn't believe it. I had to have a journalist tell me that this is what I had to do. If I had known this, I would have done this years ago. But I, I mean, my mom was shot and killed during a fight because she wanted to leave. It was a domestic homicide. If this had happened today, he'd be in jail. So I'm just not sure where the breakdown happened, but I know that there was a breakdown. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to get the message out there. And my, my mom deserved better. Yes. And have you, um, since the incident, have you spoken to him since? No. Well, in the police car, they put us in the police car after the incident. The cops will wake me up and escort me from my home and I'll be passed pass by the couch where they are interrogating him and he's rocking and you could tell he's really stressed out and they put me in the car with my little sister and my little sister keeps repeating that Poppy killed mommy because she saw this whole altercation. Mm -hmm. It was quite traumatic and they put us all in the car together, which I don't really understand why they put us in the car with him, but he will whisper things in my ear telling me that he's sorry, wants to keep the family together. And now in retrospect, like it's like super gross and I didn't understand what was happening because they just told me that my mom and Russell got into a fight and know where my mom was. So it will be a couple days until I'll know my mom is dead and they will have him tell me. They will put us in a little room, my sister and I, in a circle of people and they'll have him and they'll make him tell us. So he did, We he, I spoke to him then and then the, they released me to his custody for a couple hours before I got custody, my dad got custody of me. And he took us on a Jeep, like a pink Jeep trail, Sedona. I remember that. And I remember him like trying to brainwash me. Now that I know what he was doing, he was telling me that he wanted to keep the family together. And I want you to come live. I want you to be with me and your sister, like trying to get me to tell the proper authorities that I wanted to go live with him, which mm -hmm. was, it's really creepy now looking back on about 30 years, like, see, I get flushed and it. Like it makes me nervous and yeah. it's really creepy, but those are the only two times I've spoken to him, which was immediately after my mom's murder. And then about 10 years ago, he started stalking my Facebook page and he liked one of my, one of my posts. And I told my sister, I was like, you need to tell your father to, to, to stop stalking me. And I blocked him. So mm -hmm. no, there's been no communication. He knows that I, I know what he did. Mm -hmm. He knows. Is your sister on your side or did he get into your sister's brain? Yeah. <clears throat> So that first night she, she saw what happened in the case file will tell you that she saw what happened and she'll repeat it a lot. And uh, we won't see her for a year and then he'll release her because we, he never went to jail. So my sister went with him and I went with my dad and it'll be a year later that he'll finally release her to our family and we'll go to Disneyland. And she'll tell the, she'll tell me that mommy killed herself. So in the year he had been, you know, coaching her. Uh, oh, I don't know. My sister has been missing for three years, Ethan. So that's another thing I need to get out there. The Sedona Police Department haven't heard from her in two. She initially agreed to help with this. When the investigation relit back in 2020, they were talking to my sister and she agreed to do, to, she's been missing for two and a half years. I haven't talked to her. So the Sedona Police Department want me to go to the, the Phoenix Police Department and file a welfare check, but I don't know I don't know where to send them, literally, because she's 30. I can't file a missing person report. So this is why every podcast I'm doing, I'm letting you guys know. Hey, my sister, Christina, Courtney, Wasilishan, Peterson, 
literal, whatever she's going by, we can't find her. And her mother's family's looking for her because, you know, she's needed in this investigation to understand what she witnessed was very traumatic. And she probably doesn't want to have anything to do with this, which is probably why she's running from this. But we kind of need her. She's a very important piece to this puzzle. So mm -hmm. call me. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely make a notice on there as well. And so in terms of the case being active, what are the police currently working on when it comes to the case? Okay, so I just gave them the information about my dad. They had no idea about the motive. They thought that the whole fight was altercation happened over money, which, yeah, that caused stress. But I mean, the motive was really that she had made a phone call that night and made plans to leave. He found out about it, got upset, grabbed the gun. And it went off. I gave them my dad the motive. They just interviewed him in January. I also know that Russell has spoken to other people. He's admitted what he's done to people. I gave them that witness and they informed me that they will track those down, but they need my sister. So they gave me homework. I'm supposed to be locating my sister, which is what I'm trying to do. None of my family have found her. She's underground. This is traumatic. I get it. When she's ready, we need her though. And 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 I don't know, it's in limbo. It's only been two and a half months since I had my first meeting with the Sedona Police Department. So I feel like it's just starting for me. And for my aunt, she's been on it for 30 years. I mean, it's, we waited okay. 29 years to get that 911 call. And the I don't wanna, I'm gonna say it. The only reason we got it, we got it a week before Fox News sat down with Sedona Police Department. So Fox News had been pressuring them for several weeks and then lo and behold, we get the zip drive in the mail, what we've been requesting for my aunt for decades. For me, for several months, I was getting the runaround. I didn't know who to turn to. Finally, we got it right before big media sat down with them. But yeah, 29 years to get the phone call to family because they didn't have the technology. It was very hard just to get them to make it active again. Like it's in a review phase, so it is active. But it took me two years, a year and a half of doing this to get them to do that. There is a petition, if you guys wanna sign the petition for a complete homicide investigation for my mother. And yeah, I do daily updates on my TikTok channel. That's the best way to follow what, what's going on currently with the case. Thank you for listening in. And as always, if you or someone that you know has a case that has been swept under the rug, please email me at crimebrought at gmail.com. As previously stated, if you want to get involved with this case, I have linked the necessary links in the video description down below. I will see you guys next time.